0: Susanna King, founder and CEO of Hello Career Guru Inc. We so appreciate you listening to our podcast. Hello Career Guru is a company committed to helping all women advance professionally no matter what age, background, income, geography, or race. Hello Career Guru offers women one unifying online platform for developing their personalized career game plan, which is powered by Executive C-Suite Insights. Our team developed the platform with the guidance of HR and talent experts to ensure relevance and impact in managing your career. For this episode of our Hello Career Guru Salon, we are honored to have Joanne Reacher. Most people call her Jo. Jo started in financial services and has had an incredible career that includes several firsts, the first chief business and talent officer for the Girl Scouts, the first chief people officer for the largest chapter of the American Red Cross and the first global HR leader for the first public-private partnership to work on a vaccine for AIDS, the AIDS virus, IV. She's the founder and CEO of WGN and HR Consulting, a full-service boutique consulting firm providing strategic solutions and executive search. And in addition, she is author of Tough as Nails, finding your voice as a woman in the workplace. So Joe, we're so happy to have you here today.
1: Oh, thanks so much. I I love, I have to sometimes suffer through the introduction because it's so, it feels so um, embarrassing in many ways, but yet I embrace all of the things that you, that you shared. So it's, it's been an exciting journey. So I am totally thrilled to be part of this, uh,
0: this podcast. I, I appreciate even being here. Thanks Susanna. Oh, you're so welcome. So, Joe, let's start out with tell us about your career trajectory, all those interesting and fascinating roles that you've had. Yeah, it's
1: been, um, as I said, a heck of a journey, and I, I I totally embrace it. I started off in the financial services realm uh, for GE Capital um, business, and I you know I'm a real leadership geek type, so I like strategic planning and business models and all that good stuff, and so that was the perfect atmosphere for me. Um, I learned a lot, worked with a lot of smart people, but I wanted to take all of that and kind of shift into doing it in a different environment. And so I went into the nonprofit sector uh, after that and moved through, I think because of that change in industry moved through the leadership ranks uh, relatively quickly because I just um, took on a whole host of different roles and you know landed in areas in these iconic institutions like the Red Cross and um, this, international aids vaccine initiative known as iavi and then later the girl scouts i moved into all of these these brands that really allowed me to not only wear multiple hats but be a really non traditional uh, business leader and and talent leader and so that trajectory i think put me on this path to just knowing that i i really do like to lead i i like i like to run things <laughs> so it it just helped me i think with the discovery process
0: oh that's so exciting so, given your experiences, what would, advice would you have for those who are looking for new opportunities, Joe? Well, I think probably the best piece of advice, which is kind of the
1: umbrella for everything else I want to share, is don't be rigid. You know, don't don't put yourself in a box. I I say this in my book um, that there's a sometimes a box. It's an imaginary box that. We ourselves can put, our, put put you know, put our own um, careers, our own aspirations inside of, and sort of lock ourselves into this place where, okay, we only do that. We only go into this lane. This lane must lead to this. But that boxed, rigid thinking kind of stops you from exploring possibilities. Uh, that advice about rigidity is something that I've really I had to learn. I had to learn how to become more of a chameleon, you know, I had to learn how to flex in different situations and not just, you know, sort of um, default into being a specialist. Once I got something under my belt, I wanted to learn more and do more. And that made me a very non traditional uh, HR leader in many of these organizations. And that chameleon mentality, I think, you know, a chameleon changes colors. We know that about chameleons, the actual lizard, the chameleon changes colors. But I don't know if a lot of people know that they change colors in as little as 20 seconds. uh, And they signal to other chameleons that they are changing colors. And this is, you know, they're in that environment where they're constantly adapting and communicating. And that's kind of what we have to do. We can't just lock ourselves into certain roles. We have to be open to doing other things and and signaling, you know, like chameleons do, signaling, you know, to other leaders and, and influencers that, hey, we can take on other things we can adapt and we can kind of jump into other roles. It's for our benefit. It's for the benefit of our own careers. So I think that's my biggest, biggest piece of advice. Don't be rigid. Be a chameleon.
0: Oh, I like that because it's important for all of us to figure out how to send the right signals, right, Joe? Yes. That's definitely a learning, a learning process. It is. It is. Any suggestions on how to? signal and how to let other people know that you're ready for the next big idea or big role? Yeah, you know, I think
1: it's, it's a matter of, of sort of allow, you know, allowing yourself to, to fail. You know, there's something about high performing um, individuals that, you know, sort of want to conquer it all, want to do it all that makes it very difficult to say, you know what, I just don't have this figured out just right, not just yet. And allowing yourself to fail, gives you a sense of freedom that, okay, I can take on a different role. I could raise my hand, you know, for a different um, assignment or what have you. And I may not be perfect at it, but that's the learning process. And I think if you allow yourself to actually have that mindset, uh, I think being a chameleon, chameleon is a lot easier because you recognize that you're not gonna be perfect at, any, at everything, um, not early on. Um, I think the other thing to think about is, you know, if you're a a good listener and you're sort of taking the temperature in the room and being able to, you know, speak when you really have something to say, you will be growing into this place of uh, people depending on you even when you don't realize it. You you sort of become this go-to person that, you know, people recognize when you're not there. And when you are there, you're being asked to do things that other people may not be asked to do. That's a good thing. Now, obviously you want to balance that without you know, burning yourself out and recognizing that you have to say no at times. But um, I think you have to put yourself out there more in order to 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 be in that space.
0: Great. So these are that's just such a great way to be. You know, talking about allowing yourself to fail. Um, now, Joe, what is the toughest issue you faced as a female leader, and how did you solve it?
1: Oh, wow, that's a hard one. hard one. But I, you know, I've, I've thought about these issues along the way in the workplace settings and i think the toughest one is you know i've i've said this to people a couple of times that i've o- i always had this nagging feeling in roles that i was playing even at a senior level that i was leaving about 40% of myself on the table somewhere you know that i wasn't able to really tap into my full p- potential in any work setting to be honest with you, this is why it took me a little bit of time to realize, you know what? I think I need to be running my own business. I think I I am that entrepreneur so that, but the toughest issue was not knowing that at the time and sort of having a, a hard time finding my voice. That's why I wrote the book, finding your voice as a woman in the workplace, because I had a hard time figuring out, well, why is it that there's so many things I want to do and all of these ideas, maybe some crazy ideas. And I really can't seem to, um, you know, Put them out there in a way that they they feel acceptable. So finding my voice was hard, but also then figuring out how to use it. And so one of the things I discovered along the way is not everyone will sort of be thrilled about <laughs> about what it is you're bringing to the table. That's just reality, you know. Not everyone will know how or whether to use your gifts, and you have to be able to make those choices in terms of the environment that you're in. And when when you when it's time to leave. But you also have to know how to use them. You know, you have to know uh, sort of how to become really adept at uh, communicating and be um, skilled and learn the skill, develop the skill of communication so that when you find your voice and you realize, wow, I could do a lot of different things, I need to know how to package that in in a proposal. I need to know how to set up a one-on-one with my manager and my lead, you know, the person that has the most influence around me. And be able to communicate that in ways that speak to budgets and numbers and data, so that I can speak the language of the people that I'm working with, um, so that they are listening to me. When once I found my voice, what what difference does it make if people don't want to listen? So you know, it, it was a discovery process along the way of knowing that okay, there are things I want to do, but how I do that, how I use my voice to do that, has to I have to work on that. And that was the, that was the toughest the toughest issue. That kind of followed me in different roles until I really figured it out and started to hone it hone the the ability to do that better before I decided to go out on my own.
0: I love how you really defined what finding your voice is and gave concrete examples, and I highly recommend that everybody checks out your book <laughs> on, you know, finding your voice as a woman in the workplace because that is so critical, and it's something that I think we need to always be working on, right, Joe? Absolutely. Um, Especially when you're doing a business in the startup world. So, like we are here at Hello Career Guru, you always have to find your voice and help other women find their voices. Um, so to that end, Joe, what advice would you give a woman wanting to start her own business in the startup world?
1: Yeah, that's a that's a great question because
0: you know, right now we're in
1: this <clears throat> strange but yet exciting, disruptive place in the work po- in, in the in the work world in general where so many women in particular, have left the workforce and have shifted careers. Something like 25% have shifted their careers and have chosen very, you know, been very intentional about stepping outside of the workforce, you know, just, you know, homeschool or or what have you, given the pandemic issues that we've been facing. But yet the entrepreneurial um, explosion behind that has been a good thing in my mind, because, you know, you have this, opportunity now to actually step into the world of, of starting your own thing, of, of, of striking out as part, being part of the, you know, I don't know, 36% of women that are, are actually entrepreneurs in the United States and doing amazing work and as small business owners and, and building businesses. And I think you have to be able to assess your own personal risk tolerance. You know, what is it that you are comfortable with as it relates to risk because it is a risky proposition but you have to also recognize that doing nothing is also a risk you know you, there's a there's a risk to doing nothing there's a cost to doing nothing you know you get down the road and you realize you know what 5 years ago was probably the time to strike and i missed the i missed the window so doing nothing isn't always the best option and being calculating in terms of the risks that you're comfortable with because we all you know we have livelihoods Many of us have people that depend on us. We might be part of the sandwich generation where we've got an elderly parent and, and kids. And so you have to be calculating in terms of what risks financially you're willing to take um, and how you budget for, you know. okay, I'm gonna try this over an X number of months. And if I can pull it off and have enough savings in order to, to do it, I'm gonna go for it. You know, So I'm gonna make practical uh, decisions and informed risks risk-taking in, in order to make that leap into the startup world, but I think it's an exciting thing to do. So I encourage uh, people and women in particular to, to, to step out there and to think about this disruptive place as being probably one of the most unique, um, most amazing opportunities that you may have in a long time to actually run your own uh, business, to take your side hustle into the main hustle, you know? to do the things that maybe you're really good at and people complimented you on and you know, you're know you creative or you've been an online freelancer or a tutor or whatever it is. And all of a sudden now you have that opportunity to take it in, into the mainstream. Um, assess your risk tolerance and, and do some calculations around taking the leap because now's the time.
0: Yeah, now's the time, right? It's time it to is. jump on the opportunity and seize, seize the day, right? It is, it is. Uh, it is. So, Joe, um, one last question. What advice would you give your younger self?
1: My younger self, there's so many pieces of it that I, in many ways, uh, was very kind of autobiographical when I wrote the book. But one thing that really jumps out at me is, I guess, separating the what, as it relates to your career, separating the what from the how. You know, that's one thing that if I, you know, if, you know, if I had to do it all over again, I would have figured out earlier and maybe better that what I want to do and what I, what path I'm on, which ultimately led me to being an entrepreneur and running my own business was very different than how I would go about doing that. Sometimes we, we sort of conflate those two things, which is like, Whoa, I don't know if I could do this um, entrepreneurial thing and I'm, I'm not a, I, I'm not the um, sort of independent type Um, And therefore maybe I just don't want to, I don't want to do it at all, but yet inside everything inside you may may be burning to actually take that leap, but you just haven't plotted out how, you know, for me, you know, I, I kind of did that until I realized that, okay, I do like to lead. I do like to run things. Uh, You know, I, I need to be in that seat of, of, you know, um, managing and leading and transforming something that's the what. How I do that just has to, has to be planned a, a little bit differently. At first, I thought, no, maybe I should petition for it when I was on the inside at, a, at an organization. Um, that was challenging at times, because sometimes you just sort of bump up against that ceiling, and you know there's really no place else to go. Um, then I thought, okay, maybe I should position myself for it. And then I, I thought, okay, I'm going to move to another kind of organization where I can actually sort of get my foot in the door. But sometimes, you know, circumstances don't kind of don't really come together to actually make that happen in a neat or clear kind of a way without it being um, sort of forced or artificial or maybe the role doesn't make sense. And then I realized, you know what, I'm going to create it. I'm going to create it. I'm going to go out and I'm going to do it on my own and I'm going to take that risk and and it was a side hustle. WGN and HR consulting was a side hustle and I turned it into the main, the main hustle. And so separate the what from the how. Know in your heart, in your, in your gut, what you want to do and don't, don't lose sight of that. But then think about the different ways in which you go about doing that. Separate the what from the how. That's what I would say to, to the younger Joe.
0: <laughs> That's great advice for the younger Joe and then for all of our listeners. Um, so Joe, how can our audience find you? Well, I'm
1: LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn, and I'm very active on LinkedIn. And so you can you can look me up. At, you know, just type in Joanne Wrencher, and you'll find me. Um, would love to connect with you on LinkedIn. Love meeting new people. Uh, my website. When you think of WGN, think about who's got next, because that was the original concept of what this business was about. So that'll help you remember what the WGN stands for. I'm at wgn consultingcom and so you can lo- look on my website, poke around, see, see what's uh, you know, interesting to you and contact me. There's a contact form there where you can reach out to me. I love meeting new people. Uh, maybe there's an opportunity for a free consultation so we could kind of get to know each other and see whether or not there's, there's synergy because getting to the next level is what I love to do, love to help other people to do, whether it's one-on-one coaching, whether it's uh, taking your business to that next level, as a, you know, I, I do a lot of transformational work and help people with the business that they're in, HR solutions, uh, but I also do search, I, I find talent. So who knows what you're interested in, you can, you can find me online and, and we can talk about it. And get my book, the book is for you, I'm sure of it. And I'm on Amazon, Tough as Nails, Finding Your Voice as a Woman in the Workplace.
0: I love it, and Joe, one last question. Are you doing a lot in diversity and inclusion? Cause that's such a big area right now.
1: You know, I am periodically, I, I tend to partner with other people and, and there's so many great, um, minds and thought partners and leaders out there that I, that I know of that I tend to partner with. Um, it's not necessarily my focus, um, you know, in a, in a sort of intentional way, it does come, you know, across my transom. And so I've I've done work in those areas, um, and have lots and lots of, of, um, thoughts and insights about it and programs, but I I also partner with some really great people that I would love to introduce others to.
0: Oh, that's, well, that definitely those partnerships can make you stronger, right? Always, always. Great business authority. Well, thank you so much. We appreciate your time today, Joe, your outstanding insights from your inspiring career. Are so helpful to others as they navigate their career game plan and create thought leadership like you. Meanwhile, thanks to all who are listening to our podcast. In closing, Hello Career Guru Inc. is a company committed to helping all women advance professionally, no matter what age, background, income, geography, or race. You can now get your first month free when you sign up for our virtual career trainer at HelloCareerGuru.com. Be sure to find us on social media at Hello Career Guru and reach out to us at guru at hellocareerguru.com with any questions or suggestions for future guru salons. Thanks all. Thanks, Joe. Thank you, Susanna.